My name is Nancy Hopkins and I'm recording this on August 12th, 2023. Today I was going through some old files from when I was uh, at that point uh, a host sometimes and uh, also a guest sometimes um, and many times I was on with JP. JP was a producer of his own station and also participated in Wolf Spirit. So this particular episode, let's put it that way, was from um, April 22, 2024. April 22, 2024. And it was, a, I believe, the first time that we began to talk about Shungite. So the information regarding Shungite was kind of enlightening to me because I didn't know that I had known so much about it at that moment in April. Um, I guess I'd been doing a lot of research. But what I, why I'm playing it isn't for the Shungite message. It's for, for kicks. Just because so many of you have been with us for, since Wolf Spirit. Um, and, you know, to bring back memories. And JP was extremely influential in everything that uh, I, I do because of his allowing me to participate in uh, so many of his shows. And he taught me a great deal. So I'm very grateful to Jay, and he was a good friend. Um, I've lost track of him, you know how that lifetime thing goes. But, like I say, he's a good friend. So, anyway, this is, uh, like I say... An oldie, but goodie, it's not under the banner of Cosmic Reality. It was under the banner of Ever Beyond, JP Station, and Wolf Spirit. And um, I'm not going to say much more about it because, like I say, I'm doing it just for the memories. Thanks for being here. And for those people that can remember, thanks for being here for a very long time. Okay, here we go. Be prepared to leave your belief systems behind as we go beyond teachers, beyond gurus, beyond duality, ever beyond, 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 beyond. Welcome to Ever Beyond. It is the 20th of April, 4.20. It is the day before the Grand Cross. It is Wolf Spirit Radio, No Borders Radio, everbeyondradio.com. We're all here. Hello, everybody. Well, it's been another... Uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic day here in Scotland. We're, you know, I'm, I'm always moaning about the weather, and um, today I have no complaints. The only complaint I have is my shoulder's stiff because I was do, doing a lot of digging the last couple of days. So I've been um, digging up my garden and uh, preparing it for the seeds and all of this business. So it's been uh, it's been a very gorgeous day, and I've been out on my bicycle and walking around the fields and walking in barefoot and grounding myself up. Um, I hope that uh, everybody's had the opportunity to have a bit of rest or a bit of grounding out space or something like 
something, some kind of me time, because it's uh, it's getting a bit strange. It's getting more and more intense with uh, uh, people are getting more, you know, I've, I've been talking about this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's been building up and building up and building up. Hopefully, this is the neck of the bottle. Uh, this is what everybody's been building up to. This is the point of the funnel, the, you know, the, the, uh, the swirly bit at the bottom. Oh, God, I guess I'm trying to stiff my back. Um, and uh, we're, uh, we're joined uh, tonight, uh, first of all, by Nancy Hopkins. And uh, hopefully you've uh, you come back from your, your wee break. Are you there, Nancy? I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> You're just hurriedly putting on your headphones. I get you. Uh, so... Uh, welcome to Ever Beyond. Um, tonight, uh, as I said, is is a kind of relatively open show, and uh, I've uh, invited Nancy on so that we can, you know, continue a couple of the threads that uh, that she was uh, uh, teasing out of the fabric of space time, um, and uh, and you know, see what we can do with it and, and share our our knowledge and experience. And uh, if anybody wants to come in. Um, you can call in uh, using our new number in Skype, which is... Call in now on Skype, wolfspirit.switchforward1. Or on the telephone is 1-702-879-4770. That's 702-879-4770. This is Wolf Spirit Radio. Yeah, so that's how you get here. You can call you directly call into the um, to the uh, station, and it will come up on my call, and I'll bring you into the call with uh, myself and Nancy. Um, some of the subjects I'd, I'd like to cover tonight, obviously the Grand Cross that is happening in what is that, two and a half hours' time. We'll be half an hour into uh, Frank's show and hopefully we'll be, we'll be doing some kind of uh, uh, meditation uh, thing with that uh, later on. Um, the exact moment of the you know, first part of the alignment is, is tonight. Uh, it really feels like somewhere, you know, it's like that, that, you know, castle at the top of the hill <laughs> that seems to have gone on forever and false t- false peaks and uh, false alarms. I don't know if if today is the day um, or it's just another day, but I certainly feel a lot of tension physically in my body. It's like you know, I, I, it's uh, I feel all knotted up inside, all kind of compressed. Um, have you you had any experiences like this, Nancy? Uh, I got a lot of shungite. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, yeah. Well, there's another thing we haven't discussed yet. Um, although you know we're we, we're at our very early stages of uh, of um, of experimenting with this stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that as well. But uh, so you you've been perfectly healthy and nothing has gone crazy around you, has it? Well, uh, other people have. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't think I have. No, but, well, this this is the thing, you know. Um, we just happen to have discovered this material, um, which is a, a form of uh, carbon 
in the form of Buckminster Fullerene, um, 60, like uh, two geodesic domes, the atoms are arranged. A little community of 60 atoms. And uh, this, this material is only found in the Ukraine. Uh, is it found in only one specific place, no, Nancy? No, no, this is this is this is this is one of those stories. Okay, we both were came across the information only came from the Ukraine. The truth of it is, it only come, well, the Shungite. I'll, I'll give you the brief of it. Okay, there were some guys in I think Princeton University. They were doing theoretical mathematics, trying to figure out what could possibly mo- molecules that could be found in space. They came across this theoretical molecule, the uh, C60, the carbon 60, and they made it in the lab, and they won a Nobel Prize for it. So then they went on a search to find out could they find it naturally someplace on Earth, and they found it in this 1,000-square-mile deposit in a Russian uh, republic that is right next to Finland. So it's not the Ukraine. There is supposedly something similar to it that is being sold as Shungite, but it's not Shungite. The only place you find it is in this thousand square miles, and it's really wicked interesting because it's on the top of the earth. They're not going into mines. They're strip mining it, taking it right off the top of the earth. And the Shungite does have the fullerene molecule. The only other place that they found a naturally occurring a uh, fullerene molecule was in a Russian gold mine and in a Canadian gold mine and in a uh, impact crater with uh, uh, um, meteorites still in it. In that meteorite, they find it. And they've also found traces, traces of it in space. So that was the key, is understanding, okay, <laughs> this is one place that has this miraculous stuff. And, uh, you know, you can talk about the miraculous stuff it is, but, um, no, it was not just in Ukraine. Thank God, because Ukraine's got problems. But, Things uh, could be difficult getting out, yeah, yeah. You know, I was a little worried about the source, you know. And um, so I, I, I was led to somebody in Europe that actually um, seems to go directly to the mine to get it. So um, now I'm getting pieces that are bigger than the ones you get for the water. And, um, yeah, it, it, now we've got Shungite, a source of Shungite. So pretty soon, as soon as I can get it up, I will get a store up so that you can get what I know I can, I can absolutely guarantee is the right Shungite. Excellent. Um, yeah, for prices that are uh, acceptable. And, um, so I'm in the process of doing that. But to answer your question, yeah, there's, a, there, the people around me were really going screw, screw, you know, getting crazy. Weird things. I mean, like, situations where you've got people talking to one another, but they're not hearing one another, you know, and a lot of angst, and, uh, oh, you're pushing my butt, you know, everybody's on edge. But um, having so much sunlight around me, I, I can, I understand they're going through it, but it just seems to be like, oh, it's not affecting me, because Shanghai there's this is the most highly investigated me- mineral that I have ever seen and I was in the business in the 90s I have never I mean you go on and you google fullerene or you google uh, shungite and you get thousands of scientific papers on this 
and they're looking at it from the chemistry standpoint. It purifies water. It takes out all of the chemicals and, and bacterial and, you know, microorganisms. And, and if, you, if you put the water and you soak it and then you take it in, the fullerenes are now in the water. They get in your body. They act as antioxidants. And they also take out the homocysteine in the blood. And homocysteine is the thing that uh, causes heart disease. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, what do they call it, cholesterol. It's not cholesterol at all. Homocysteine is a, um, a byproduct of the methylation process. And what happens is that homocysteine grabs a hold of the cells uh, in, in the interior of your veins and your heart, and it creates cracks. And when you get enough homocysteine that is causing this cracking, basically cracking of your arteries, then the cholesterol comes and gets snagged. And there you've got a blockage. But it's the homocysteine. You cannot have a person that's got a bad heart without homocysteine in their systems at high levels. But the Shanghai gets rid of the homocysteine. So every, every step of the, that I look at is one miraculous thing after the other. But again, they're only looking at it from the chemistry standpoint. I'm looking at it from the energy standpoint. You know, uh, what, what, what's it doing to the energies, you know? And they've proven that it, it will block, ele- well, they're saying it'll block electromagnetic energies. I'm saying no. It transmutes. It transmutes. And I think that, that crazy fullerene, the, the Buckminster Fuller double geodesic dome, inside of that, there's a quantum reality that does something you know it's like a it's like a soccer ball and inside that soccer ball is a magical mystical place because mm-hmm. these things should not exist in nature one of the things they sound about buckyballs is yeah. that you can you know the double slit experiment you can fire them yeah. through the slit right and they pop inside out right so they they can get through the slit which is only wide enough for one atom um, they can get through the slit by uh, they kind of, you know, they 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 they, <laughs> they literally turn themselves inside out and slide through one at a time. Right, and and you should point out that this slit thing. Normally, what happens is if you send an atom through it, and it can go through and and turn on the other side as a particle atom, or it can be a wave. But the buckyball just turns itself inside out and doesn't go through changes. Am I correct? Totally. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a it, it doesn't conform to what we know as 3D science to begin with. And um, my, my telltale, well, two things happened. One being that um, my friend came over and set up her hot Wi-Fi, and I said, "Man, I can't take this energy." And she went over and took a ring off and put it on the antenna. It was a shungite ring, and as soon as she did that. The, the nasty energy went into delightful energy. And the other thing I did was I took one of the pendants of Shungite and I put it on the dog's collar. And Josie Dog, I thought she was going to be dead in 48 hours. She was just failing so fast. And I put it on her. The next day she was doing so good I forgot to give her a medication, and that was six weeks ago. Now, the only thing that's been added is the Shungite. And an animal will react to energy much faster than a human because they don't have to go through a mind thing. Um, you know, but and I can't say that it's the Shungite, but it's the only thing that was added, and she's probably um, now six weeks later from 
48 hours from death. I would say that she's probably at the health level she was maybe six months ago. So it's not like I think she's going to live forever, but, um, you know, I've got a dog that now, instead of sleeping all day, and, and she gets up and she walks around, and if I leave the room, she gets up and follows me. So, you know, but we got to get more and more of these kind of testimonials. And I have, I have set it up that it's going to go through, even though I know they've already done it, I want to videotape it, um, gone through testing with the state-of-the-art meters that will be able to... Uh, you know, really kind of analyze what happens to a house with no shungite in it and how much electromagnetic pollution is there, and then to um, put shungite into the system. And it's very simple. I'm, I'm working on some devices, but basically it's just put shungite on top of anything that is continually on, like your cable uh, connector. Um, and it will feed into the entire uh, electric system in your house and instead of having nasty energy it transmutes it into delightful energy so, so uh, that, this is very interesting because we you know uh, talking on another show about uh, smart meters uh, and uh, yeah. getting them to change their frequency yeah. I was uh, no was I on the show uh, I can't remember if I was actually on it or uh, no I was listening to it uh, Sean's uh, Strange Universe on Thursday night. What an exciting night that was! Really good, really good radio. Um, yep. And um, uh, yeah, I played earlier the um, an interview that was given with the guy who did the remote viewing of the pyramid. You know, the Farsight Institute. Oh right, right, right. Yes. So yes. I've got that. It was uh, Stephen D. Kelly show. It'll be on the Revolution Radio YouTube channel, um, which is. Uh, Free revolution, free free revolution. I have to find it out. Uh, anyway, the uh, the Revolution Radio um, uh, uh, YouTube channel, um, Stephen D. Kelly, and it would be seventeenth, uh, no, maybe eighteenth, eighteenth of uh, April two thousand fourteen. Anyway, um, what uh, what I was also uh, I lost myself. Um, we're talking, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, where did we leave off? I've totally lost my uh, train of thought. We're talking about Shanghai. Oh, yes, yes, I've got it. Um, so he had a guest who was called Dr. Ibrahim. This is uh, on uh, Strange Universe. Again, th that will be available on the uh, archive of Radio Revolution Radio. And his name was Dr. Ibrahim. And what he was talking about was geometric form of... Uh, the appropriate sizes, therefore wavelengths, um, placed in different areas of, say, a city, reduces the effect of the pollution on the city. It doesn't stop the pollution, but it reduces people from suffering from it. And it's all to do with the angles of the geometric forms and the phase angle of the uh, of the waveforms that come off them so whether they're in phase or out of phase and things like that and the, the geometric form itself produces a phase angled field and I believe this is what's going on with the shungai because oh, of the phase angle inside the buckyball because it's a very unusually gentle angle isn't it yes that's, that's, that's very very interesting because what I'm doing is I'm taking pieces of the shungai and then I'm using wire. 
And they, the, the, the first piece I did, I did with solid copper wire. And it was just like, when I wrapped, when I wrapped the wire around it, this piece of shungite, which was pretty small, it was the first batch I got and I only had small pieces. It was like, whoa, the energy coming off of this thing was intensified with the copper coil. But what I noticed in, in, now I've done about, I don't know, 50 of these pendants. What I've noticed is that if you look at the shungite and you decide, okay, this is the top and this is the bottom, you don't have that decision. It's in the shungite itself. Even though it might look better as a pendant if you've got it in one position, if you turn it upside down, all of a sudden you'll feel a different energy. And so there's an up and a down to the, to the shungite, which would lock it into a different coordinate of, 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 of its relationship of the shungite piece to, to the grounding on earth, which would then geometrically make sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I can absolutely see that having worked with it. That it's geometry with inside that shungite. It is geometry at the molecular level. So um, that's really interesting, isn't it? So uh, you know, there, there are there are things that are coming on the radio all the time that are just adding more and more pieces to the puzzle. Um, you know, why do geometric forms work? Now we know it's a phase angle. It's very well, yeah, and the universe is built on it. I mean, the whole universe is geometric. It's like, I know that the sun is getting bigger. But it's hard to tell the sun is getting bigger because the earth is getting bigger too. Because it's a a relationship of geometry. So not only is the both planet or both uh, celestial bodies getting bigger, as all the celestial bodies in the solar system are, but they're also getting farther away. So they're keeping the same relationship that they had prior to that. So everything looks like it's the same, but it's not. And the frequency of the sun is changing as well, isn't it? Well, because the, the geometric form is changing. It's bigger. It's bigger. So, so, yeah, everything, the entire frequency level of the solar system is increased. I mean, it's not just um, Earth that is heating up. All of the planets are heating up. There's not just Earth that the electromagnetic field is, is switching. All of them are switching. Yeah, They're, and also yeah. the sun as well. And the sun itself, yes. Absolutely. The, the whole thing is, and we are, at, at the, the molecular level. See, one of the, one of the reasons that people are feeling all this angst and this energy stuff is that the, it goes back to the concept of the cosmonauts and the bioelectromagnetic field that I talked about on my show is that our brains and our being, our bodies are designed to, to exist in a specific bioelectromagnetic field. But Gaia, Earth, and the solar system and the sun and everything else is all changing. And so our relationship to the energies around us, we either change or we, we don't. And if we don't, we ain't going to go on. Because you have to be matched, resonating with the, the biosphere that you're in. So all of us are changing. And at the molecular level, I mean, if you see kids today, they're much smarter, they're much more advanced, they're just blow me right out of the way because their DNA has already gone through the transition. The rest of us started out with two DNA, and if we're, we're, we can handle it, we will have a, a, a new matrix of DNA that'll be 12 stranded instead of the two. 
Uh, most people will only go up to six because the energies, when you're changing at the DNA level, the energies that are being produced are incredible. So that's why I say with Shanghai, transmuting the energies within my system as it goes to balance, 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 um, allows me to ride through this without too much angst. But for most people who don't have that grounding, who don't have that thing, the best thing I can tell you right now is please, every day, go out and put your feet on the ground, your bare feet. Ground yourself. Connect with the earth. You're connecting with the bioenergy that you need to be able to become balanced. But yeah. that's, you know, yeah, everybody's angsty because everybody's changing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I feel actually completely wired. I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning, which is usually the time I go to bed. Uh, everything's completely upside down for me today. Um, and uh, ever since I woke up, I've been doing things. I've been digging the garden. I've dug about six square meters of soil, dug all the weeds and bits of metal out of it. Uh, you know, I, I can reel off this list. But two things that I did today, uh, which is really unusual. I mean, you know, I'll, I, go, I wear Crocs most of the time around the house. And I just go out onto my garden lawn and... and um, <laughs> call it a lawn it's it's one of the grassy bits um and uh and ground out there but today because i was digging soil and i had some nice moist soil i actually put my feet right down into it and uh just stood there for a couple of minutes uh it's very cooling very nice uh nice effect and then later on i i uh was walking around uh, there's a field up the road so i i walked across the field in my bare feet which is pretty risky in Scotland because it's like full of rocks and and stuff. But uh, it's pretty. It was uh, yeah. So I'm I'm feeling pretty you know pretty cool. Um, but I've had this. Uh, it's like an inner tension, an underlying tension, and like an underlying anxi- anxiety uh, that is, is very difficult, and it, it locked up my neck, and I, I got a terrible you know. Stiff neck yesterday, but uh, was... well, I had to go to the I had to go to the chiropractor on Monday and then on Saturday, and I normally go once a month, but I had to go Monday and then Saturday um, because my neck was out and my lower back, um, and I hadn't really done anything that should have, should have done that um, except maybe do some shungite plantings that was looking down, but the the tension that you're feeling is because you're changing. As a matter of fact, I, I bet that you might be feeling uh, sensations of coldness in certain parts of your body or heat. Like it all of a sudden you're feeling like, oh, I got this cold. What's this cold about? Or, oh, gosh, I'm feeling this heat. But your body's changing. And, transformation, uh, yes. Transformation. There's, there's no way of getting away from it. Just yeah. embrace it. Yeah, oh, well, totally. Um you know the uh, I, I don't know if, I haven't spoken to you since I've had this insight, but uh, I, I spoke about it last week. Um, oh, let me just cover what you just said: that the throat chakra and the sacral sa- chakra are the first chakras that get uh, activated during the transformation process, and we call that the first initiation, and with it comes insights, but generally you have these um issues that pop up and i can guarantee people say have you got a sore neck and they'll say oh they'll they'll say oh i've got this terribly sore neck and i said how's your lower back and they say oh 
Yeah, my lower back as well. How do you know? It's because it's it's not you haven't done anything. You haven't put your back out. Um, that it's all part of what they call the initiatory process or the ascension process. Um, so if you're getting a a sensation in your neck and a sensation in your sacrum, that's the the point where your spine joins your pelvis. That's the sacroiliac joint. Right there is the uh, the sacral center. So if you get if you're getting issues there, it means that um, uh, energies are coming uh, out, they're being uh, transformed, they're being uh, purged, um, and they're generally things to do, if you're in the sacral center, to do with relationship. Uh, and in general, not specifically sexual relationship, but like the way you relate to people. Uh, but also, it governs relation and generation and all of those things. Um, uh, you know, regeneration and... and um, and uh, procreation uh, so all of those issues come up you know so we we might find ourselves leaving a partner or changing a, a partner or something like that <laughs> changing partners <laughs> changing who you partner with you know really things uh, come up and then also the throat center becomes activated so what 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 we get to is the point where the the throat center and the sacral center are in communication with each other and that means that you actually communicate with your with your partners with your the people that you're relating to and you relate to them you know in a proper relating way and not just like um you do what i tell you to do because i own you you know that kind of relationship the relationship is is a much more uh what's called right relationship which is a non-abusive relationship a harmless re relationship and you really know it you know if you, if you meet somebody who who uh has this kind of uh, relating relating energy you you really know it and you feel attracted towards them because it's just natural and they they seem very natural around natural to be and like being in your family and things like that um that's the sort of experience you get uh most people don't relate in that exact way and there's some kind of abuse and usually it's it's you know it it's the sort of thing that that makes you angry when you meet them you know uh you know or that irritates you about them anyway so yes sacral and uh and throat center have a connection in this the next two are solar plexus and heart so if you're having um middle zone uh issues then you know that you're on the second stage of the uh process so it's all mapped out <laughs> uh, and, 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 interesting, interestingly enough, exactly the uh, issues of relationship that you're talking about. I had a friend of mine who said she was she was having relationship. I mean, very complicated relationship love changes on all sorts of levels, and she complained of her lower back being out. But she had shungite on, and I said, "Gee, I wouldn't think you would have that with a shungite," and she said. Well, and she took the shungite off and put it over her solar plexus because she made the connection that the back was out because of the solar plexus activity. And within a short period of time, I don't remember how long, um, the backache went away. So, shungite. Um, and Dolores Cannon, to, to the second part of your, your thing, Dolores Cannon says that, um, through her sources, that when when you feel somebody that you know you resonate with that you have an energy connection to that that person is actually carrying energy that you need to fulfill your own energy field just just throwing that one out too 
Yeah, that's that, that's kind of um, the, another way of saying that everybody's got a part of everybody's puzzle. Exactly. So, so that was one thing. <laughs> that was one thing. Uh, was 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 that? Um, and then there was something else, and that's completely escaped me. It might it might come back. No, you were, you were saying that you had gotten an insight. Oh yes, the insight. Um, and this is the insight is to uh, one way of dealing with the. You know, just attaching this piece of shungite to my to my crystal pendant here. There we go. Good old blue tech does the job. Let's see how that works. Um, the the uh, yes. Now you know the Egyptian ankh symbol. Yes. Yeah. You know, everybody says is a key, don't they? Yes. Yeah. I, I think of it as a portal. Well, yeah. But here's the thing. A lot of people think, ah, oh, it's a key, like you stick the long end in something and you turn it. Right? That's, right. that's a three-dimensional projection of what a key is. What I believe it is, is a stance... And it's the stance of a child with their arms open. Oh, wow. And that's the key to be as children. Wow, that's and, really interesting. And it's a, to me, it's a, the, the symbol is like a cosmic turnstile. You know a turnstile when you go to a, a football match or a yes. swimming pool? And you have to lift up your arms in order to get through it. Yep. So... There's some kind of turnstile-like thing. But basically, from, from my interpretation of this is, in order to get through the initiations, you have to embrace what comes to you. And uh, absorb I it. I would argue with that. How's that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like I've said before, is that um, we've got faith and belief and knowledge. And faith is when somebody tells you something that sounds like it might be right, and you sort of go along and believe it. When you get to belief, it's that you have seen details that make you think that something is possibly or probably true. But knowledge is only attained when you have experience. And all, all we're designed to do is to experience. We're, we're, you know, and, and, and people just, they, they get bogged down in, in, being afraid of change and yet without change you're not doing your job and Dolores also said Dolores Cannon also said that the um, the main reason the only, basically the only reason that um, human beings exist is to understand how to use energy you know and that's what's happening is that we're being uh, we're becoming more uh, aware of our own energy bodies in so many different ways oh yeah so, and the other thing is that uh, uh, another word for energy is power. Oh, yeah. People use this word all the time and don't realize what they're talking about. Uh, oh, I'm disempowered. I'm, you know, you, know, you empower. What is it? The word they used in Bolden, that's right, <laughs> which is a text thing. Um, but uh, the idea of uh, empowering yourself is literally raising your energy levels uh, and part of the idea of having a high energy level is you have a high degree of confidence in your own self 
you know what you feel like you know what it feels like when somebody else is impinging on your field you understand that if somebody is impinging on your field then that's gonna that's gonna spoil your day <laughs> basically uh, and so you learn how to manage uh the, yourself and the fields of uh, of yourself around others and um you know you may want to apply an outward pressure that would be um that would match the in incoming pressure uh we're we're able to feel that a lot more these days i'm i you know i'm certainly having it and i don't think that i'm unique you see i'm just telling people what i'm experiencing because i know that everybody else is going through it or at least uh a lot of people are there are people ahead of me people behind me but we're all going along the road and we're all dragging each other Yes, and I've noticed that um, since I've been working with the Shanghai, um, that more people are energy sensitive than before. You know, before I could have done the the on and off of the ring over the antenna system, and people would have been, yeah, right, you know. But no, they were like, oh, I can feel that. And, you know, these people have been with me for a long time. I've done energy work with them before, and they just didn't get it. But now they're getting it. I so, wonder if that's because there's more energy here oh absolutely and and what again matching what Dolores Cannon is talking about she's talking about a new earth um, I don't know if you saw the posting that was done um, in a number of groups about um, her based on for those that don't know Dolores is a hypnotherapist who has been working uh, he's done thousands of readings on people and in the last five or six years, she started getting people that were connecting more to spirits who would then talk to, through them like a channeling thing. And so she was able to glean a lot more detail and uh, a phenomenal amount of information. Mm. I mean, but the thing is, uh, Nancy, is that she's, she wasn't like a paranormal hypnotist. She was just somebody who would, like, cure people of their cigarette addictions. You know, she's just right. a regular hypno hypnotist but she would ask people if she could do a little bit of extra research she said research uh using their um using their subconscious connection that they they've set up and that's the fascinating part because she started using these people like bloody telephones right well what happens is when she puts them into a trance um instead of going into um a pet pa pa your own past to, to answer questions she would she'd ask them questions what is it that you want to know well, I think I saw a UFO. Can we go back there and ask questions about it? Or I have this, you know, this phobia about this, that, or the other thing. And so she would, um, she found through all of these kind of uh, exercises that she was doing with them that um, she could bring them back to points in time. And, of course, then she ended up doing um, regression into past lifetimes. And she also got involved in uh, UFO abductees. But when these people started to say, Whoa, I don't know. It looks like I've never been here before. And she's describing a, a an environment that is not Earth-like. And it's like, no, they're not on Earth. And she started to find, because she's written 17 books that are basically 500-plus pages each. But it's all, the vast majority of it is um, just uh, the transcripts of the various uh, people that she she found she would follow a particular subject with. Uh, so it, it's just absolutely fascinating because they started to um, 
they they would find somebody like there was a library that showed up a number of times and they and, and she but she got to the point she knew there was a librarian there and so she says to somebody um you know is a librarian there and and the person would go oh, oh, oh yeah well I guess you know and so then Dolores would ask questions to be asked of the librarian and then all of a sudden the librarian would sort of like well let's just talk face to face here and the person would no longer be saying well he said it would be a direct communication between these spiritual entities. And I, I mean, I haven't read, good Lord, I haven't even gotten started touching her books. I've read one of them. And, but when you read it, you, you understand that she is connected to information. And part of that information regards the new earth. And what she's saying is that, um, Gaia herself, the earth biosphere is simply going to increase its vibratory level and kind of like show up in a different place in space and time purified. In other words, not not having all this garbage. They're not going to try to fight. Guy's not going to try to fight through it. She's just going to change. And in changing, she's going to change us all. We're, we're, she is the god of our universe. There's other gods, I'm sure, higher gods, whatever. But Gaia, and that's what what I discovered in the writing of Cosmic Reality, is that we really have to acknowledge the conscious God energy of Gaia. We would not exist. Nothing, none of this would exist if there wasn't a consciousness. And I'm not saying that as a metaphysician. I'm saying that as somebody who has studied uh, Russian and other science that gets into the concept of if you've got this biosphere, you have to have a consciousness behind it. You cannot have creation without a consciousness. And they anticipated by mathematics and a whole bunch of other science stuff that Gaia, the consciousness that is our biosphere God, would have to, by the nature of how fast humans were learning and humans were increasing their level of consciousness, that that would feed back into Gaia and she herself would take a jump in consciousness level and that's what what's going to happen and well it's already happening in my opinion but in Dolores's opinion that that's when the new earth materializes into what would then become our reality uh, because those people that are vibrating at the same the guy's new vibration it'll all be frozen energy we'll all see it as being solid but right now, that transition is already happening. So that's why people are going through this massive transition inside of themselves and these energies. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's okay. Just let it happen. It's a it's, bit of a butterfly um, cocoon thing. When the butterfly leaves the cocoon, the cocoon is just dross. It's unused material. It's you know, it's uh, it's recycled waste. That's I believe what the old Earth will become. Exactly. Uh, and you know that when you say butterfly, it always makes me think of that that little joke there. You know, the two butter, the two caterpillars stand next to one another, and there's a butterfly flying over, and one says to the other, "You never catch me up there." Yeah, no, you don't get me in one, one of those, those things. things. Yeah. It is like. You know, that's what so many people are doing. And, you know, forget the, the caterpillar is a, a not so attractive critter that is very limited, 
has to be on the right plant, otherwise it's going to die. You know, it's like it eats the entire plant until it's completely destroyed. And then it goes off and it hangs from this little thing and becomes a crystallis. And inside of it, all the chemistry that went into making the caterpillar is all changed in this miraculous kind of soupy thing. And then that, out of that, out of that transforms a butterfly that then comes out of the cocoon flaps its wings and to see them flapping their wings and getting the hydraulic system pumped into those wings until they got the wings all out and it dries out a little bit and boom it's flying i mean come on boys and girls don't you want to do that (laughs) i'd like to be able to fold them up again it might be difficult getting back in my cottage (laughs) apparently you can see i watch a lot of butterflies yeah, I mean, it's, it is an amazing thing that the whole idea is because it's like um, it's basically an inflatable on a micro scale. It's a huge inflatable. Um, uh, well, I mean, it, it's like imagine two tarpaulins that are sewn together or fused together and, and you pump uh, pump uh, compressed air or liquid into them and uh this this thing will you sort of expand and flatten out, um, like your popcorn, you know, the bag well, it, of popcorn. It, when it, it gets to a point where if you if you're really watching them, they get to a point where there's almost like you can almost see like bubbling inside. You know, there's all this little microscopic movement that's happening, like there's churning and burning inside of these little, and they're so flimsy. I mean. Tissue paper it doesn't it would be huge compared to these little sacks, and all this miraculous transformation happens inside of them. It's just stunning, stunning. You there? Yep. Hmm. Peanuts. So, so we got anybody out there that wants to? Talk to us. That would be nice. Let's try this. Call in now on Skype, wolfspirit.switchboard1. Or on the telephone is 1-702-879-4770. That's 702 879 Four seven seven zero. This is Wolf Spirit Radio. <laughs> Rod wants his own cocoon with a nice sound system. <laughs> well, I love the fact you've done that because then you know that the the number and the information is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means I don't have to read it out every time. Yeah. Which means I don't have to have a piece of paper or a file that I open up. Uh, <laughs> it's just a button. Um, in fact, I, I've got a button that does this. Hi there, you're listening to Sean David Martin. Oh, wrong show. <laughs> I've got a button that does this. Got one of these. <laughs> one of these. This is Wolf Spirit Radio. Hmm. What does this one do, hang on. Oh, I like that one. Number five is quite good. 
Just the pure yes, awu. Yes, Wolf Spirit. You know, we do. We do. I mean, Wolf Spirit Radio and your own radio. You know, the the, the what you're doing. Because uh, I mean, I come on once a month, but you're on here every week and for long periods of time. And I just admire what you do. You you you're doing such good work. And you know, I know that a lot of people get um, frustrated because they they say they're saying the same thing over and over again, and nobody's listening. And I really do believe people are listening. One of the things that um, I do administer the odd group, and I also cosmic reality my own group with a with a book. And over the uh, last going on now four months, I'm noticing that there's more and more people asking to become members that are new to Facebook. And some people got really paranoid. Like, oh, they're trying to do this that. I said no. These are people awakening, and they're being drawn to the places where they can get the information. It goes back to their asking the questions, and the universe is um, helping them find us. Because I do believe that, um, you know, that we, we're, we're telling people the truth. We, we've been in this for a long time. We know what we're up against. And uh, we know the people that, that are ringing true to us. So... Um, Dave's Corso's work with Wolf Spirit and, and your work and, uh, you know, Revolution Radio, all of these new ways of, of mass media, um, and it is mass media. Uh, the, the Bundy case, the ranch thing, did one thing that I'm sure the feds did not anticipate. The uh, White House said, uh, we're not going to let you guys talk about it. And apparently there were... Um, People in the uh, in the business that said they were actually threatened by no access to the White House if they continued to uh, talk about the Bundy Ranch. So it it still became a very people for some reason, whatever reason, you know, were were still wanting to find out more information. So they turned to the alternative networks, and one writer who happens to be one of um, Infowars. Uh, people that, that were trained by InfoWars, who's been, I can't think of his name, but he had over 3 million hits on one of his articles. So the alternative radio, the alternative uh, news network that is, is growing in leaps and bounds is really making a difference. And uh, pretty soon that nobody's going to be looking at CNN. They're going to be looking at, you know, the people that are telling them the truth. They'll I be think. tuning in to WSR. We're going Absolutely. to need extra server capacity in uh, short order, I think. I, I, I do believe it because it's just the way that um, I'm seeing it. And, um, you know, it, it's like because we've been in it for so long, it's like I have to kind of laugh at the people that are getting nervous about this. Oh, there's so many people that have only been on Facebook for less than three months. Yeah, they're waking up. They're waking up. You know, be joyful. Don't be afraid of it. You know, and it's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, for many years I've been feeling that there would be a point of, um, it would be a denouement, a turning point, where, um, well, really, I mean, what, what, what's been happening is that the people so far, up, up to now, most people have believed the mass media. And they take in the stories and they, you know, they eat the stuff and they, you know, regurgitate it to each other and denigrate anybody else who doesn't. But there have been these things and I'm not sure if they are completely accidental or A, I mean, it, 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 it might be that 
the government idea or whatever we call government um, is shooting itself in its in the foot. You know, by trying to ban things like that, then it just encourages it. So, um, are they trying on some level to wake us up by being so stupid? <laughs> do, you, do you see what I'm saying? That there there might be a subploy under this that they're they're actually very very cleverly waking us up by appearing to be stupid, um, to appear to be doing stupid things. Um, so that we can start taking responsibility. Well, I kind of feel that it, it's 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 sort of on that line, but you know they're they're real they're really into mind control. Um, we could get into that discussion, but they they're using all sorts of mind control techniques from um, the advertising, subliminal messaging, um, half the half the drugs they're giving people are really to to dumb them down. Um, you know, it's, it's a continual list of mind control, and um, I suspect I'm going to put you on mute for one. <laughs> so, a continuous stream of mind control. But but, but what I'm saying mm. is that perhaps, just perhaps, somebody's doing mind control against them because they are being incredibly stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like incredibly stupid. And I, I look at it and I go, why would you think that this would work? And I am. I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing. It's like you're being so stupid that people have to wake up because they're going like, now, why are they being so stupid? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I just think I'm a little bit too paranoid. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a fine line between paranoia and psychic sensitivity. And um, I know quite a people, quite a few people who are psychic and uh, mediums who sort of veer off into the paranoid. Sometimes it's very easy. It's very easy to make up connections that don't exist. Um, well, or, one of the mm. one of the telltale signs of a psychic, or particularly a medium, is anxiety. You know, because because you're always feeling these energies. Well, so yeah, paranoia is the natural effect of it. Ah, we'll talk about that lady as well uh, after the break, I think. We'll talk about her in the second hour. Because um, that's another thing that we've been investigating together. Uh, Long Island? Long Island medium, yeah. We've got to have her on the show. Teresa. Yes. What's her name? Uh, it's a, uh, Italian. Teresa Caputo. Caputo. And the funny thing is, is, I was watching a show just this week, and she it was a, it was a repeat. And she was in North Miami, which is the next town. I mean, I live sort of like in North Miami. And she was here. She was right here in my neighborhood, and I didn't know it. But you were turned on to her while she was in the neighborhood. Oh, I, I just think that she's amazing. Did you see that um, Dr. Oz thing? Yeah, so, let, right, okay, let's tell the audience about this lady. Her name is Teresa Caputo, and... Yes. Um, She's got to have Leo in her chart in a really big way because she's got this hairstyle thing, very Jennifer Aniston type hairstyle, blonde, um, and uh, it's coiffured exactly the same every t every day. It looks the same, and and uh, so it's like her signature thing. She's got this kind of bonnet hairstyle, um, and uh, but the thing is, she is a very very heartfelt woman. And uh, she's a total empath. She fe she feels things. She sees things. Um, she experiences things. 
and uh, sometimes it's like the person is talking through her. Um, she, like, like you were saying, you know, like you were talking about the uh, the, the thing with uh, Dolores Cannon, is that she'll be so empathic that the she'll she'll start speaking from the first person. Um, it it it's fascinating. What's your what's your uh, feeling about her? Well, um, she is on a television program. I don't know what it would be. I mean, I'm sure you can get it online, even uh, the repeats. But her shows, when she she starts them out, she said, you know, I'm a medium. I talk to the spirits. And this is not just my job. It's my life. And that's what is uh, John Edward, when he was doing his thing out there and he was on television and he was giving readings from the other side, uh, it was a set audience. The audience came in. He had a lot of credibility issues. Well, you knew that this guy who got a ticket, and so you did this research on him. And he really did have to, to butt up against a lot of that kind of um, vulnerability. But in her case, they just follow her around. It's like a reality show. They follow her around with a camera. And so you never know when she's going to do a reading. Yes, she has people come to her house. Yes, she goes to other people's houses. Yes, she does groups. But some of the funniest ones are some of the ones that bring you into the, into the, you know, tears are the ones like I remember once she went with her daughter to get a cupcake. And you can always tell when she's getting, uh, spirit because she starts doing this weird thing with her mouth. You know, it's like, uh oh, it's almost like, should I say anything or shouldn't I? But when you see that, and it doesn't take you long before you pick it out. And then she'll just walk up to somebody and say, you know, I'm a medium. I talk to the dead. And did you lose your father? And then she proceeds to say things to these people that these people go, nobody knows that but me. And so she takes people that don't believe in this and makes them into believers. But what one woman said, who Dolores was doing a group reading, and she said to this woman, you're very much like me. And she said, you... You didn't expect to be read, she said, but Spirit wants you to know that you do good work. She said, but you get more happy about the messages that you hear me give somebody else. And she said, this woman said, because you seem to be able to pick out the person who needs to have a reading beyond anybody else. She said, when I watch you, and of course she's watching television, so when I watch you, I see that you help people who need to be helped. And that's why I think she's real, is that um, the life transformations that she's done for some of these people are, are dra- dramatic. And every once in a while she's done a show where they went back to people who they had done a reading for and said, okay, since the reading, what's happened? And um, most of the time when they do those shows, I just cry because it's, it's one great story after another. But she was on Dr. Oz. And uh, the thing with the hair, she's she's so into her hair that I couldn't believe she allowed them to put this cap that looked like a bathing suit cap that had all of these electrodes coming off of it and stuff. And they took different brain readings of her when she was just Teresa and then when she was Teresa the medium. And they actually detected dramatic changes in her brain. It was it was an awesome uh, demonstration. But I think she's the real deal, and I think she does incredible work. And plus the fact, she is so much fun. Her family is fun. Everybody around her are good people. They're happy people. Yeah, you know? she's really upbeat. Uh, that, that's what I like about her. And she's very positive. Um, 
even though sometimes she can spark a grief and what it is you know it's like when people are in uh distress they there is a there are signals you know and if you're a medium or a psychic there are no secrets you know it's it's not like she's reading your mind it's like your mind is pushing into her and that's what she's because uh, this is what hap- this is what happens personally um is that you know i'm not trying to read somebody's mind but i i i get words that come to my mind because they're come it's coming out of their aura uh to me in order that i may serve them by reflecting it back to them and i think that's what that's what my my function seems to be in in this kind of thing it's just like <laughs> i'll just say what i'm hearing um and uh and say and just express that and and you know there is <laughs> i've had some amazing uh feedbacks recently about things that i say just drop everything into place for people like sew it all back together again and that's what i think that she demonstrates is that and i've heard her say that you know anybody can be a medium you just have to listen but some people are more geared towards um hearing their frequency i mean the, the brain scan they did of her showed that you know that her brain was operating in a different area at much greater frequency so by altering your frequency you can um tap into these these paranormal so-called paranormal um powers but the 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 first thing that you have to to have is a total uh familiarity with your own self and one thing about her is that she knows who she is indeed so nancy yeah it's uh the top of the hour again (laughs) didn't that one go quick um so uh we i'm i just the first thing you're gonna hear is that this is the sound that my guides made the first time they got in contact with me and uh this is in 1988 and it sounded just like this i made a tape because I, I needed to like this is what it sounded like I need to remember it um and so uh they said uh, get on with your job and i said what's my job and this is what their reply is and th- then you know, after that there's uh, uh, a eagle's track so this is uh this is that Donald Henley there with the Eagles taking it to the limit. I tell you, he did. He really did. I, you know, <laughs> I was trying to sing along with it. And it's already high enough that I, you know, squeal at the uh, the, the top notes. But uh, at the bit at the end where they just repeat it, I think they repeat it, repeat it about nineteen times, uh, and it's going up every time. <laughs> you know, so where he goes, and that is, you know, he's going up. He's doing Mariah Carey levels of uh, of uh, vocal range there. So, uh, we are back on Ever Beyond. It's, uh, it's Easter. It's the Grand Cross. It's, it's, uh, 420. It's, uh, it's bunnies everywhere. It's, it's, uh, actually I had, um, chickens. <laughs> I've been talking to the chickens today and I gave one a really good stroke. It's so sweet. It's, it's just kind of stood, stood there kind of more or less enduring my petting. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll, it'll uh, get better. Um, on Sunday morning this morning, they were to- talking, showing this, uh, video with these guys, this couple that's actually renting out chickens. <laughs> they come with a coop and everything, and you get two uh, female egg egg layers, um, and you can rent it by the month. 
And the, the reason for it is, A, you're getting fresh eggs. They, they lay an egg a day. And you, so you're getting fresh eggs. But also, um, from the customer's standpoint, it was being done mostly because kids were asking for pets. And so the parents were getting these chickens <laughs> saying, if you can put up with the chickens... Then maybe you know you, you can have this as a pet. It was a, it was a real. But you're talking about chickens, you know. Again, the synchronicity. I just saw this this morning. That's that's funny, and that's good. That's really good because um, you know the more people can get into this kind of basic husbandry. I'm thinking, all right, I could handle a chicken. I could you know, in terms of you know, sort of producing my own food and and um, being self-sustaining. Having a chicken would be a really good thing. Um, I already know what they like. <laughs> they, they eat just about anything that's, ed- that's the, anything that's edible that we don't eat the bits of that are, we can't eat, like, you know, the middles of peppers and, you know, uh, hard sweet corns and, you know, bad popcorn and all that stuff. They'll, they'll really like that. Stale bagels, even gluten-free ones. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're pecking over the ground and they're digging it all up and they're digging all my weeds up and making nice little bundles of hay um, that I can just uh, rake up. And uh, so that's my garden clear. So they're, they're really good fun to have around and they make this nice, gentle uh, little sound. And um, I suppose at the end, yes, wolf baby, um, the end of their lives may be on the dinner table. I hope yours... Uh, was uh, very pleasant, my dear. <laughs> She's telling me how. Well, the, the little, the, one of the little girls, um, when her mom, you know, said she could have these chickens, said, um, "You have to make a promise, though, that you will take care of them, and that you'll never eat another chicken in your life." <laughs> and and so the little girl took the, yeah, okay, I'll take that, you know, and it was just. Uh, yeah, you know, it was it was an interesting little thing. But the other thing about about you were mentioning birds, one of the things that happened with the Shungite is that a friend of mine uh, got a lovebird. Went down and got a lovebird, and as soon as the man handed her the lovebird, the um, the bird went right to her chest, and she had a Shungite pendant on. And for two hours, the bird just nestled up against the Shungite and purred. And you know. He, Birds can get into this purring thing, especially the lovebird, and would just purr. And uh, the friend was saying, you know, can you imagine what it's like for this bird whose reality is without all of this electromagnetic smog suddenly being in the area of Shungite where all of this smog is neutralized? And I found that was very interesting. That's awesome. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, stand corrected or sit corrected. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it's Randy Meissner and not Don Henley, um, uh, who was doing the uh, lead vocal on that. But uh, still, bloody awesome for a bloke, I have to say. Um, <laughs> a very pure, very pure voice for a guy, you know, going all the way up there. Um, I suppose Frankie Valley had that sort of voice as well, didn't he? But anyway... <laughs> taking it to the limit and uh, yes the chicken was very tasty indeed uh well done darling <laughs> uh see you see it's the whole thing because it's about you see that that song as well uh a year ago uh 
my girlfriend uh, went away and left my uh, left her dog with me, uh, and he was a year old husky, and um, he really missed everybody. She she couldn't take it to the kennel um, because you know he he was just like going into complete abandoned panic, um, and uh, she said, "Look, you know him." Uh, he knows you at least, you know, and, and uh, God, oh, no, please. Uh, oh, well. So anyway, I took the dog and um, I had to do a radio show during the middle of it. And, and the dog just wouldn't stop talking. You know, husky dogs talk they all the time. It's like having a nutter in the room because you don't understand what they're saying. They're just talking. Um, and, you know, I do like my silent time, you know. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, at the same time, I was having this kind of uh, this uh, cosmic transformation thing going on, whereas I, I got food poisoning, um, and uh, it was like it was a kind of cosmic food poisoning. It, was, it just felt like I just purged everything um, all in one go, and um, I then had a sort of enlightenment experience, which is like uh, I am your requested upgrade. Um, all the time, I had an earworm, which was take it to the limit. All the time, going around in my head, take it to the limit, take it, and, and over and over and over again. And it was a totally insane time. Um, and that was last year, that this time, this was last April, and that's when I gave up meat and um, and uh, started on this kind of path of cleansing myself. And I have to say. You know, I took a photo of myself this afternoon, and uh, physically, I've um, I've gotten a lot more. I was flabby. I'm now just uh, stocky. So, um, you know, I'm making improvements on that on that thing. Uh, I'm not exactly a Greek god. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm not aiming for Adonis. Um, uh, maybe Prometheus. You know, if you look at statues of Prometheus, he's a, a stocky bloke. He's like a you know, typical Greek greek kind of um uh body type but he's not flabby he's just stocky so um i could probably go for that sort of look but anyway long story um where was i talking about myself yeah uh, but th this this is the first cycle this is the cycle of the of what happened last year i think is going to start happening to people so if you see people and they're complaining of stomach aches or um uh, you know, so-called food poisoning or so-called this or so-called that. Just imagine that there's an energy that is in their solar plexus that is shining like a sun and expelling, pushing outwards everything that is not harmonious with it. And the use of shungite uh, or organite or any of the other... Um, energy cleansing uh, devices, materials uh, won't do you any harm, let's put it that way uh, and it might help and it might help you keep yourself keeping yourself stable through these unstable times because it certainly did for me you know, have, I've been wearing my crystal pendant um, that I built uh, a couple of years ago now um, I wear it every day and it just keeps me keeps me in line, I feel naked without it even if I was naked. <laughs> yeah. I actually have two organ generators. Um, uh, uh, right now I've got two organ generators. I've got um, 
a shungite pendant, a shungite ring. I have another pendant that has shungite, uh, a meteorite, piece of a meteorite from Argentina, and Ethiopian opal. And oh my God, Ethiopian opal is like unbelievable energy. It's a, it's totally mystical. I mean, it just opens up your, your mystical kind of energies. It's, it's amazing. And uh, they've only just found the vein. It's, it's a recent vein, and I, I was I gotten it on this um, this pendant, and I had kind of like it was I was after the shungite, and um, I kind of like poo pooed it initially, but um, I and it, I didn't make this. This was made somebody from somebody else. And when I got it, I looked at that thing, and it, all of a sudden it discharged this energy. That had I not been sitting, I probably would have been knocked down. I have seldom been hit with such an incredible force of, of such a small stone. And a couple of nights later, I'm just looking through the television thing and I stop on a station that I've only stopped on like twice before. And it has, um, faceted stones. And don't you know they were doing Ethiopian opals? And I was so, I mean, just completely blown away by the intricacy of these opals and right now you can get them fairly inexpensive a cut opal uh a fairly good size you can get you know in the hundreds of dollars whereas uh very shortly when people realize the quality of this thing it's going to be thousands of dollars so i have that on also and then um, i have a whole series of rings so yes i live in an energy field <laughs> of my own making um but I'm 60, I don't know, what's my age, 65? I'm 65, and I, I, I'm healthy. There's, I don't have any health issues. I live in a house that has um, quartzite on the floors and up the walls. Uh, in quartzite, every time you step on it, a piezoelectric charge happens. So and I have no excuse for not, <laughs> for not doing well. Um, but it all comes back to... Um, just understanding the the energy fields and what they do, and also being very comfortable with myself. Uh, you have to be able to, to to jump out of the matrix of of the reality that people tell you that none of this is this is all BS. It's not BS. From a scientific standpoint, I can tell you it isn't. The first thing that got me into these energies was electronic warfare. It had nothing to do with metaphysics. I was led to metaphysics through. Um, through the through the studying electromagnetic warfare and energies and understanding how these things work and can be emitted from uh, minerals and others and over the years I've just gotten more and more sensitive to it. So if you just allow your mind to you know make an assumption make make you know just pretend well maybe it's true let's go with it and if you go with it you'll see. If you don't it's still going to be working but you're not going to be able to enjoy the. Um, the subtleties of life. Subtleties, yes. I, I think the whole thing, you know, it's subtleties that some people have noticed and, oh, right, yeah, yeah, the energetic background uh, level. Um, you were talking about uh, earlier, talking about the um, uh, how people seem to be responding more to energies these days and my my theory is is that actually 
the energy is increasing rather than our sensitivity to it. Um, or maybe both. But the clearer you are, the less um, bogged down by industrial products you are, the more you're sensitive to it. The longer your hair is, the more you're sensitive to it. Um, we know about the uh, the Vril Society, uh, Maria Orsic and all her people with the, their floor-length hair uh, in order to speak to the Giza uh, people. Was it the, who, who were they? Um, the Aldebrons uh, or something. Um, right. Was it the Aldebrons? I think so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all these ways of increasing your... Um, psychic and telepathic and empathic which are all different things aren't they they're all very different um they're like different senses you know um for instance the realm where uh, spirits reside dead dead people you know ghosts and stuff um reside uh, is a different realm to the realm of of thought uh, and of pure ideas um and but we have a mechanism in our body like we got our eyes that can represent uh you know terahertz of uh frequency and our ears that can um uh you know just uh the hundreds of hertz frequencies and and our olfactory that takes the you know wherever that frequency might be um but it's it's like different frequency bands like am and fm really uh, well in my in my opinion the the you know, the th 3D, the material world, we're vibrating at a specific below the speed of light frequency. When we go back to, to Teresa Caputo and the Long, the Long Island Medium, when she was on Dr. Oz and she had the, the brain being scanned. Now, they showed her without the scan, you know, and then with this, when she was doing a, a trans, well, not trans reading, a medium reading. And you could see that her, brain lit up in a totally different well it didn't light up that was that was what the difference was normally uh, in her normal brain she had certain areas that were lit up but when she was in the trance thing it was like there was very little activity at all in that brain and what was happening is that in her brain my interpretation in her brain her brain got quiet so it allowed to tune in to the spirit world, which is operating in frequencies above the speed of light. So we can't see them. It's not that they're not there. We just can't perceive them. They're operating too fast for us to see. So um, in, 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 in the average human being, we have this capacity. It's like you just have to be willing to shut down your brain. You've got your mind and you got your brain. Your brain is that thing that's working at the beta frequency and it keeps, you know, looking and hearing and seeing and doing and all the, the, the cluttered brain. Your mind, your mind is a combination of your higher self, your super, uh, your consciousness, the super consciousness of mankind. That's where all the activity happens and that survives. That's your, your mental energy body. That survives. So as a human being, the most important, the only thing, the only thing you have to do to become more paranormal, to be more uh, aware and receptive to 
um, the things that are operating in frequencies beyond the 3D, beyond the speed of light, including telepathy, including mediumship, all of that requires that your brain, your brain stops thinking, that it just gets quiet, that it gets meditative. So in her situation, as soon as they start speaking to her, she gets out of the way. And you can clearly see that. It's like the only thing that she is there for is to communicate with the spirit on the other side to give the message. And she always says, spirit did good. It's not me. They're just telling me I'm telling you. Spirit did good. But that brain scan showing that the, the that her brain thought really dropped out of the picture so that she could allow these energies to come through. But so many people are so afraid of being quiet with themselves. That's why they're always on the telephone. They're always playing with their tablets. They're on, you know, they, they, they're continually distracting themselves from being quiet and being meditative. And what is meditation? Well, prayer is asking God for something or spirit or source. And meditation is listening. And that's all you have to do is you have to become meditative. But to become meditative, you've got to be real comfortable with yourself. And people aren't. And that's the key to empowerment. If you become your own best friend, if you just let it happen, that the only person that matters in your life, they tell you, don't be selfish. No, I'm telling you, be selfish. Because if, if you're not selfish, if you do not put yourself on the highest pedestal in your experience, then you're not going to be any good for anybody else. But if you do that, you bring up everybody else. Everybody else is equally important. Exactly. Love thy neighbor as thyself means love thy neighbor as you do yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But the more important thing is to love yourself, to understand yourself. And then you know what, what, you know, where your head is at. And reality is what we think it is. So if, if, if you believe, if you believe that you can get inside your own self and you can understand who you are and that you are the most important thing in your own universe, then everything opens up. Because if you don't claim yourself as being important, well, who else is going to? Exactly. So, <sighs> to, back to Teresa. I mean, I know we're kind of jumping around, but we're like looking at things from different angles. It's, you know, the realm of thought. There are many uh, shiny little crystalline sides to this whole thing. And um, what I found fascinating that I, I would admit. When, when I was watching the Teresa video, when she was brain scanned, you know, they looked all the... I would have imagined, personally, that uh, everything, like the whole brain would have lit up. That's what I was kind of waiting for. But it surprised me that what it did is actually focused to a single point. Yes, it did. But the, and the rest of the brain went very quiet, very dark. Because she, she, had she had disconnected her brain at the 3D to connect to a higher frequency. And that higher frequency came into her brain at that point that it was the light-up thing. Over the years, I've been able to tell um, who's sending me a signal by the way that I feel it come into my head. You know, it's like, if it's my higher self, it's sort of like, it's like all over. If it's a message from an ET, well, it's coming from one side of my head. If it's a, a guardian, it's a, an angelic being, a spirit being, it's another side. You know, nature spirit's another side. I can feel the difference of where the signal is coming into my head. 
So, yeah, we've got different receptors in our brain, just like in a radio. But if you got that radio all garbled up by a tuner that you just can't hear anything beyond the scrabble of everything, you don't make a connection. The only way you can do that is to get quiet and listen. So, getting quiet and listening and embracing so yeah going back to going back to the uh, the onk symbol was the uh, was the idea that we 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 go through this kind of turnstile um and uh somehow the key is to open your arms which is very interesting well when you open your arms you surrender uh-huh and i do believe it is a, is a matter of surrendering it's like don't listen to anybody except yourself. You know, not, I love this phrase. I don't care what anybody else thinks because it's none of my damn business. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What other people think of you is none of your business. That's a, no, it yeah. isn't. And it's, it's so true as well. So true. It's, it's critical because um, if you keep thinking of what other people are thinking, the only thing that should matter is what you think. You're the only important thing in the universe. Because if you if you go from life, and it's not arrogance, it's simply, if I can't make myself the best I can be, what good am I for the people around me? If I can make myself the best I can be, then I, A, am an, an example, but more importantly, I'm resonating at a different energy level that will bring everybody up, else up because they have to resonate with me. You know, if you won't resonate with them, if you just, you know, focus your own energy into your own space and you resonate at a higher level, they have to come up to you. A higher energy does not resonate with a lower energy. The lower energy always comes up to, to resonate with the other ones. And that's why as light workers, Jay, we sometimes get to a point where um, everything seems to stop. You know, and when I was younger, I used to fight it. I try to fight through the blockage, and after <laughs> getting nowhere for a long time, I stopped doing that. And I realized that what it is is that, as light workers, and light workers are, are just sort of um, people whose lives have been manipulated to allow us to get to a certain enlightenment. Um, and when we get to a certain enlightenment, we actually have to wait. I think of it as the plateau, for our signal, our energy to resonate with everybody else so that they make a jump, and so now we can go higher. So anytime you're going along and everything stops, don't worry about it. It's just that the others have to catch up with us. And so you just wait and you have a good time, and you play music and you, you know, do things, clean the house, take care of 3D or whatever. And pretty soon they've caught up and you start all of a sudden feeling energetic and like, oh, okay, let's go, let's go again. And um, I've seen this, you know, I mean, having having a certain amount of age on me is really beneficial because I can see the patterns, you know, the cycles of life. And um, so that's what I think. Yeah, so having um, having had two two Saturn returns now, uh, <laughs> you've been. You, it takes you through the mill. I mean, really, this. Uh, I think, like uh, the solar cross, this grand cross is kind of like a kind of um, Saturn return on steroids. Um, 
whereby you know Saturn return is normally about you know how have your how have you laid down the foundations in your life for your future, um, and this is like the big cycle, which is how have you laid down uh, all the foundations in all of your lifetimes? You know, it's like it's like I just kind of uh, taking everything as a whole and taking yourself as a whole and uh, and all that stuff, which takes a level of consciousness much higher than the one that we normally work with in the everyday day to day world and uh, walking through Walmart, eh? Well, you you earlier uh, alluded to the fact that maybe we're in a more energetic part of the universe, which we are. It's the photon belt. Um, we're lining up with the center. We've been lined up with the center of the galaxy where there's a black hole. And the black holes, yes, they suck in certain 3D light, but at the other side of it, they also spew out um, faster-than-light energies that are now bombarding us. That's why the sun is getting bigger and brighter and hotter because it's being fueled not only by radiation from the black hole, but also from the dust and uh, radiation that exists in this part of the universe. So we, we, we're going through this. This is what's happening is we're into a, an area of the universe, uh, I should say the area of the galaxy, which is fueling, 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 fueling change. Um. So, okay, I, I, there was a second part to that. I wanted to, to comment on something else you had said then. Oh, and so now, now you've got the 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 Saturn relationship. But what what I want to know from you is what exact because all of a sudden when you get into this position, you have all sorts of. Um, I mean, let's face it. Since about 2010, we've had one celestial. Well, this is never going to happen until so and so, and this is going to not. This is a once in a lifetime thing, and a once in a life, you know. And we've had all of these once in a lifetime things, and now you're getting some pretty impressive uh, alignments. Again, geometrics. We're looking at it geometrically. So, what exactly is this um, grand cross that we're talking about? Can you, can you? Because I'm not totally familiar with. I know it's alignments of planets, but what planets are we talking about? Well, hang on. Sorry, drank the cup of tea in the wrong end. So, um, what is the Grand Cross? Uh, now, uh, we've described it before on uh, my Kate, my uh, programs with Katie. Uh, we discussed a bit of it last week, but generally, um, there are planets. Uh, Oh, thank you very much. Can you hear that in the background? That's my uh, uh, steam kettle. Uh, <laughs> the stove has just gone, uh, must have burst into life or something, and the uh, the kettle's gone off. It's one of those whistling kettles. Anyway, um, Nancy, can you cover that? I've just got to uh, go and turn I'm this go- thing okay, off. Okay, I'm going co- to cover. I'm going to cover. Um, when you, whenever you have these relationships where you can see these geometric uh, figures and they're, and, and they're being represented by the different stars. The different stars, the different planets, they all line up on certain coordinates within this solar celestial grid system. But what the beauty of it is, is that the same grid system connects to the Earth grid. So we have all these ley lines and these energy fields on Earth. It's all connected and it's all based on geometry. So when you make any changes, to the galaxy you are still retaining the same 
geometric relationship. So that's why I say the, the, the planets are getting bigger because the sun is getting bigger, but we're moving away, so we're keeping the same relationship. But all of those changes are also changing Earth itself. And what back in, um, I think it was 2011, the Eskimos started saying that the sun and the moon were coming up in a different place in relationship to the Earth because these are indigenous people who pay attention to this stuff. And it's not like your scientists don't know this stuff. They just aren't going to tell you because they only know a little of it. So they become fearful. And by becoming fearful, they then pass it on to us. We shouldn't be fearful. We should be saying, oh, good, empowerment, more energy. We're changing. And uh, are you back, Jay? Yes, I've um, <clears throat> just dealt with the kettle <laughs> in the best British way possible by making a cuppa. <laughs> Wolf Baby put me a, a mug. Um, uh, keep calm and have a cuppa. Uh, a cuppa in Britain is a cup of tea, you see. <laughs> cup. I like that. So would you, would you like a cuppa? You know, there's obviously, there's, there's only one thing you have a cuppa. You know, you have a mug of coffee, but you have a cup of tea. So a cuppa is a cuppa. Anyway, I'm a little pea teapot. Meanwhile, yes, uh, the April Grand Cross. Mars, Pluto, Jupiter, and Uranus. Thank you very much, JB. Um, this is uh, now... Generally, in in the astrology, there are uh, generally three groups of um, influences. There's malefic, uh, which means you know mal, as in malice, as in not very good. Um, benefit, beneficent, uh, like you know, Pope Benedict. No, uh, like beneficial and and nice and all good, uh, and and neutral. And uh, the thing is that Mars. As often, you know, it's got a bad rap a bit as being a little impetuous and a little kind of, you know, aggressive and all that sort of stuff. And, and Pluto is, is the destroyer of form that is outdated. So um, he rules the underworld. Um, and uh, really, you know, like we were talking about the cocoon, this is exactly the Pluto work. Uh, the cocoon is not needed once the butterfly emerges and has to be discarded, yet it was a part of it. So that's the job of Pluto. There's another version to that. To what? <laughs> um, so, yes, and uh, with um, and Jupiter is generally, you know, it's Jupiter is jovial. Um, Jove is uh jupiter uh zeus um he's the uh he's the, the the happy joyful expansive energy um uh you know love ray all that sort of stuff and then uranus right uranus is the uh, ruler of aquarius which is the the ruler which is our you know age coming up so um uranium and uh, these these uh, uran Uranus type things are electricity and um, uh, electronics and digital communications and quantum communications and crystals and all of this stuff. You know, the whole new age stuff is Uranus related, and Uranus is also noted for its very kind of suddenness, like a lightning bolt from the blue. Um, and so Uranus is 
opposite now which one uh, Uranus is opposite Pluto and Mars is opposite Jupiter and they're all in cardinal signs which means this is like the beginning of something or the the kind of the bringing you know what it feels like it's it's like all the pieces have been you know carefully crafted and constructed and are now being moved onto the board uh, and the game is very short. It's, you know, it's like the Olympics. We've all been preparing for the Olympics for, for years and years and years. You go to the Olympics and in one week, the whole, all of, all of the time that you've spent getting competent with what you're doing is, is blown all in one go. So, you know, it's like you, that you, you focus it on that single point. Again, back to, uh, Michelle, uh, not Michelle, uh, Teresa's, uh, um, uh, uh, single point focus uh, in in the brain scan. Um, so to focus all of your life. So it's like at this point we focus all of our lifetimes collectively at this point to bring them all together to express our unique facet of the universal diamond that we are. How's that? Well, that was spectacular. And again. It um, reflects what Dolores uh, Cannon says, that this concept of an entire planetary being making this leap into a new world has never been attempted before. And so it's like a central, it's like the biggest show in the universe. And that's why there's so many different people from different places that she keeps confronting in in her in her uh this this the you know treatments or hypnosis uh that she puts them under and she's meeting all these different people because it's such a big show nobody's ever attempted it before so um you know I don't know what's about to happen but I do know that we should be having fun you know, people have got to let go of the fear. Fear is crippling. Uh, just let go of it. You know, 99% of what you're worried about never happens anyway. So just let it go. And, um, you know, take the jump into the water. Exactly. Go with the river. And the 1%, that's what you you can deal with. We're never given anything that we don't have the resources to deal with. I've discovered that more and more. I'm just walking around. Um, here's another little thing that I've been doing this week. Um, <laughs> I was, it actually it was uh, the morning of the full moon, uh, the full moon, the eclipse. It was the eclipse happened the other day, and um, of course, you know, being in Britain, uh, it was when our sun was rising that the eclipse was happening, uh, and so the moon was on the other side of the earth, which is where you guys are, and so I never saw any of it. But I was just kind of standing outside and, and uh, watching the dawn and uh, looking around at the mess that my garden was in. Because, you know, I moved into this ramshackle cottage a year ago and the weather's been awful. I've been kind of organising the inside a bit um, and, you know, the weather's been getting good. So I've started to, you know, start to arrange the outside. And it's, a, you know, it's full of old farmyard junk, old TV tubes, um bits of fencing, cans of paint, you know, toxic <laughs> toxic waste, old broken glass windows. Oh, yes, it's it's full of crap. <laughs> it's like, what do you do with this stuff? So, um, but I've tasked myself. Uh, I don't want to get rid of anything, um, but I want to make really nice things. So, the, the, what I saw, there was a big wooden frame 
Um, and it's it, it's proved really difficult because it's really really strong. It's just a piece of uh, you know two pieces of four by two nailed with with some noggins. Anyway, it's like a kind of big ladder. So I thought, hmm, and that was just laying down. There was a fireplace around and all these you know bits of guttering. And suddenly I thought, hmm, if I took this, okay, uh, if I took this. Turned that, uh, stood that up, uh, stood this up, strapped that to this, um, cut this up into bits, used these bits of wood. Uh, there was a, a, a couple of uh, water tanks as well, you know, um, like, uh, get, you know, 10-gallon containers. Um, and, uh, and so I thought, hmm, this would be cool. I could put the container at the top and have some sort of drip feed and use the guttering uh, to plant plants into... And, you know, I made this thing in a, in a couple of afternoons this week. Uh, so I'm having a vertical gardening uh, experiment uh, that uses rainwater and possibly a solar pump. But it uh, drips water down and, and uh, continuously feeds itself and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yes. So that's... that's what what, a video, make a video of it. It sounds fascinating. It's a pity that I don't have a tripod for my mobile phone because I would have done so. Um you know, I, I I can't do all these things. I've got a few photos. I might uh, I might do a little uh, YouTube and describe things. But uh, essentially, you know, it's what I had here. Not everybody's going to have the same stuff, but you want to get the idea of the principle. You know, the idea. You know, the guttering is a container. If you have some kind of plastic container, you can use it to make a hydroponic system. You know, if you've got bits of old. And indeed, I wasn't using uh, tubing. I had a broken Wi-Fi cable. I don't know if anybody remembers. Uh, a few months ago, I had uh, a big situation, and rats had chewed through the cable, through my through my internet cable. Oh, <laughs> I, was, wow. I was completely messed up. That really messed me up because you know I thought somebody had sabotaged me, but I had rats in the ceiling. And they anyway, so they they chewed through the cable, and um, I had this cable lying around. So. I discovered that I could use that, this cable as a, a piece of this cable as a siphon, and because it had wires in it, it didn't kind of cascade down. It just kind of dripped. It was just absolutely perfect, like a kind of wick, but made of, you know, this plastic wick. So I've repurposed various things. Um, you know, guttering becomes a planter, and uh, cable becomes a siphon. So, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying this process of, of making new out of old. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, is that, well, I, I found this out a long time ago, but if you need something, like if, if you're doing a project like this and you say, oh, gee, I need something to do that, and you just kind of let it go, pretty soon you're going to stumble on something that's going to work. It's like you're, you're, you're led to whatever piece of something that will work for whatever you need. Uh, uh, I had a friend of mine who, whose husband um, never wanted to go to the hardware store, and he did so many strange things. The one that sticks out is she says to me, I've got a leak in the, uh, in the underneath the sink. And so I go over and I take a look at it, and when I get under there, instead of seeing... The normal piping that, you know, comes down, I forget what they call it, the trap. You know, that trap thing that, that keeps the gas from going back. Yeah, the U-bend, yeah. Right, the, yeah. 
Well, instead of it being a regular pipe, he had used a radiator hose from a truck. <laughs> and I said, I said to her, I said, um, when Frank did this, uh, what did he say to you? She said, well, he was going to just do it until he got to the hardware store. I said, when was that? And she said, 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's, but the thing is, it's that piece of uh, rubber probably lasted longer than the regular thing that he'd have bought from the hardware store, which is the de- would have deteriorated in 10. Hey, the next time... You know, over-engineered. Yeah, the next time I need one of those things, I'm going to the radiator. I'm going to get a radiator hose. That's right. Because this thing, it's, it makes so much more sense. Yeah, and um, uh, it's uh, they. you can get shaped ones. They they come in shapes. So, exactly. You know, you probably it just had the U. It, the U. It, had the, it absolutely matched the U. Very funny. It was a truck. I remember it was a truck radiator. Very funny. Wow. Oh, oh that's, yeah. It's been excellent, Nancy. Um, it's really always good to catch up with you, and and because um, really we're all students, and yep. uh, we're all finding out and just sharing with, with with people instead of waiting for years to write things up. We're sharing it in real time as we find it out, um, and, <laughs> and sh- sharing the transformation that that is happening because of them, the information and the energies that are playing on us as we speak um so in less than an hour's time in fact in about 40 minutes time this uh, massive alignment's going to be happening uh hopefully we'll be uh, covering it on uh, frank's show um if stevens if stevens <laughs> really what he says he is he should be saying something about it hope he should be giving a download of some kind uh that would be uh, appropriate it's, for it's the really energy. it's really interesting jay because just as you said that i started realizing I was feeling an incredible shift of energy. Well, then. Yeah, it went through my legs. I'm going like, what's the matter? And I I realized that there was just this kind of wave of energy. It's still here. Yeah, well. It might be for a ride. Yeah, well, I mean, this is. It should be fun. Yeah, ride, ride this. I mean, we, here's the thing, is that we are expecting this. We knew it was gonna happen. And we've been waiting for it, and everybody's been waiting for it, and it's been like one disappointment after another. Uh, but I really feel the energy. I mean, everybody's feeling the energies of it. And the peak, I mean, it's it's like, yes, we're on the brink of World War Three. The, the Constitution is hanging by a thread. Um, the, the, the radiation is a, just about to kill everything in the Pacific. Um, uh, the Corexit has killed everything in the Gulf. You know, we're really in a kind of desperate, um, overwhelmed, you know, it, this is like the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger moment. Yes, it, but enough of us are awake and, and willing to work with the energies to make the difference. We're very close to the 100th monkey syndrome. Exactly, very close. Exactly. Um, and that's the, um, that's the, uh, uh, the energy of what they call, what they used to call the first takers. Um, the the people who would buy new technologies and, and get into the new ideas um, was about six percent. There was what was it? Just as, as the gap between six and seven percent was all the difference in the world. Um, as the first takers kind of spread their influence, um, and people were seeing what they were doing, and then started emulating them and, and getting into what they were doing. So, hopefully. 
and that's what we call a critical mass. Um, yes. It's not the same kind of critical mass as, a, as the nuclear power critical mass, but it's the same sort of effect as, you know, th there's that number of people. And I think it's very much to do, it goes all the way back to the harmonic field that the uh, fullerene atom, uh, fullerene molecule produces because of the gentle angles. And um, the angles are like hills rather than mountain peaks uh, that you get in other other um, elements. And, and, uh, I and I believe the Shanghai is, I think of it as a, a piece of mother's heart. I believe that this is a gift from Gaia. We talked about doing the People's Pyramid Project, and we got into the concept of quantum entanglement. Well, I believe that Shungite is the ultimate quantum entanglement because every time I, every time I work with a piece, I realize that no matter what the size of the Shungite, the energy coming off it is the same because we're making a quantum connection to that hundred, uh, that thousand square miles of whatever Gaia is giving to humanity. You know, I, I also wonder whether this is actually you know, on the back of the moon, there's these seven L-shaped black craft. Yeah. I wonder if this is the remnant of one of these. You thought it was a, a piece of a spaceship from the get-go. And Aye. I can't I can't dispute it. But I, it's like my friend said to me, I, apparently she's really, really getting into it. And she said to me, well, doesn't it work that, that the Shanghai will be whatever you think it is? And I said, yeah, that's about the way it is. And so even though I initially went to the same concept of being something from outside that came and embedded itself into the crust of, of Earth, um, I almost instantaneously decided, no, that didn't feel right, that I thought this was something that was coming up from the mantle, something special, something unique, something that is the, the basis for how it all began, some kind of a, a prehistoric uh, start, start the the life cycle particles you know um people expect the start of something to be a really big kind of da -da 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 -da, big ceremony often it's a feeling of disillusionment which to yeah. me is the best feeling in the world and to a lot of people it's the worst feeling in the world and it's the thing that people avoid feeling and do all of they all that they can to avoid feeling disillusionment. But I believe because that, because that because they don't they, it's fear it's it's giving them total freedom. You realize that disillusionment is disillusionment, but disillusionment gives you total freedom to create whatever you need to it create. It means you have no illusions, right? You have no illusions, and therefore you're free. Absolutely, Nancy. Thank you. Yes. So, I think with that. We should leave our audience in a state of suspense as to what would have they have spoken about next. <laughs> <laughs> and us too. Indeed. And uh, this, is, uh, this has been Ever Beyond, and uh, it's been a, a marvellous day. I've really enjoyed today. I'm amazed. I got up at 7 o'clock this morning. It's now what is it? um, it's coming up to 1 o'clock in the morning, um, and I've got another five hours to go so we'll see how that goes um now what was i going to put on um 
Ah, this is a nice little song. I'll put on uh, some Van Morrison after that. And then we'll be up to E... Uh, no, we're Frank Jordan and the Earthmind Think Tank group. So... Everybody have a great Grand Cross. We'll see you on the other side. See Love you on you. the other side. And, well, we'll see you. Uh, don't go away. We'll be um, doing something, I hope, uh, with the Grand Cross in half an hour's time. This is Ever Beyond. Thank you very much. You're listening to Wolf Spirit Radio. Beyond. Beyond.